These days, especially during these times, being connected has become so important for humanity. More and more, our everyday lives around the ability to connect, at work, at home, and even on the move. In this series, I help to demystify the technology in the, in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. I'm Jakub Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. Today, um, I am very privileged to have two guests, and uh, everybody's heard me talk around the importance of connectivity, and um, who, who thinks that you can just keep on talking about it, but uh, I just cannot get past how important it is. So I'd like to uh, welcome guests, uh, my two guests here today, but before I kick off and introduce them, um, and, and what made me think of introducing the guest or, or inviting the guest to today was uh, Friday morning, and it's happened so often, uh, I sat in a meeting. And um, the common theme comes up where, where the person I had a meeting with said, oh, you know, I don't understand this. I can get a hundred McFib at home for just over a thousand rand, but for my business, I've got to pay thousands. And, and why does that have to happen? And, and I think it's such a common theme these days. And therefore, um, I brought on two guests that are veterans and uh, very experienced in the industry. So first of all, we've got uh, Kevin Tuskers from VO Connect. Um, and um, Kevin, maybe um, tell us about yourself and uh, how did you get involved in the industry? Sure. Well, thanks, Yaku, for the invitation. It's good to be here. A bit nervous, but uh, all good. Yeah, so Via Connect really goes back to the early days of connectivity in SA when the markets were really difficult to get into the space and uh, connectivity wasn't anywhere to be found. And so we pushed into the kind of depths of, of creating wireless networks to be able to connect everybody. So Via Connect is a, is a wireless-based business that uh, really does spectrum-based connectivity to end users and yeah we're very uh we're very passionate about the connectivity space we're very passionate about connecting businesses and connecting people so thank you for being it's good to be here good to talk about connectivity okay excellent and just for a recap how long have you been doing this so via connect is 24 years old 25 years we've been in the in the in the space okay fantastic Um, yeah been a been a long time (laughs) okay excellent and then my next guest is uh kavern cullen coming from link africa Kevin, maybe give us a quick uh, background on on what you do for a living. Okay, hi, hi guys. Thank you also for the opportunity. I think it's amazing uh, to be able to talk about what we do every day and actually put it on the air for everybody to understand. Um, so I represent a company called Link Africa. Uh, we are a fiber deployment arm in the country, and we try to make uh, high speed internet accessible uh, to everybody as best as we can. I don't okay. know if that sums it up. Excellent. And how long have you been doing what you're doing? Uh, so I'm in it for about six years, uh, but Link Africa as a business has been around for over 13 years. Okay, fantastic. So uh, let's start with um, my question of Friday. How do we answer the question around why is it that I can get 100 meg mm-hmm. at home for just over mm-hmm. a 1,000 rand, but when it comes to business connectivity, uh, we've got to pay a bit more. Uh, Kevin, do you want to kick off with that? Especially when the rep gets to a corporate company and they've got to explain to the guy why they've got to pay so much money and at home he can get it for a grand or for 800 bucks. Exactly that. So yeah, I think the uh, space, the, the, the landscape I think in our industry has changed over the years where we've seen so much more uh, access to a lot more infrastructure. We've put a lot more stuff in the ground. We've put a lot more, you know, a lot more spectrum into the air and I think 
think the further into the future we go, we should see prices come down purely because we've got more access to this infrastructure. But primarily the difference is, is that uh, a lot of the home-based networks, because of the high capital costs, are shared networks. Uh, so at home we get the benefit of of using access to, to infrastructure but being able to share it across multiple or so many more people. And the home users are slightly different when it comes to an SLA-based business. So the service level agreements around home-connected users compared to business is uh, is really very, very different in its in its product definition. And the corporate companies are wanting high-speed dedicated throughput. They're wanting to uh, get around the clutter of uh, Netflix being streamed all day and YouTubers and so on. Uh, the corporate is more focused on the guaranteed bandwidths and guaranteed speeds, and hence the difference in the price. It's more of a service-level agreement where you've got uh, business communications going down compared to a home user who doesn't mind if it buffers once in a while. Uh, really, that's really the summed, summed-up difference. Uh, in the two different products. Okay, Gavin, do you want to? Don't get too technical, but maybe tell us technically <laughs> what's behind it. Well, exactly. One of the things is obviously the density, and I think in a, in a home deployment we have the benefit of the density and reaching a lot more people, uh, so the costs are lower. Whereas businesses, uh, you know, you might be picking up one or two businesses in the area, and then there's a lower density, and the cost of deployment then obviously comes in or creeps in. Especially with fiber versus a wireless service, fiber is physical. Uh, we've got to get to the customer physically. Uh, you know, it's either with our unique technology of deployment or uh, traditional methods of trenching. And then the other thing is, it's also a uh, availability sort of option that is required. A home user, you know, he's more for the streaming and the odd uh, email here or there. Netflixing, uh, whereas a business has high availability requirements and he needs an operational service, you know, in a business they say, you know, you can lose a lot of money if your, if your internet is down, whereas a home user doesn't really have those types of issues. He's not really, you know, running a business. Okay. Well, that actually almost brings me to my next question. And given when you started, you spoke about the, the rep. And I think probably in the, in the world of business, um, people are almost uh, continuously suspicious of the service that's, that they're getting sold because they're always worried about that there might be a better deal d- down the line and stuff like that. And then there's always, uh, you know, there's, there's corporate positioning. So um, I see a lot where, where there's sometimes this perception where people get sold a platinum SLA and the perception is that that connectivity will will never go down. Um is that possible? And and um, maybe another question is is why does connectivity go down? <laughs> sure, the connectivity space is is one that um, it's all about guarantees. It's all about and you know the the further we've gone into the future in terms of moving our businesses online. Moving business into the cloud, uh, making sure that, you know, if, if I look at my, my kids or if I look at colleagues and I, and I see the, what happens when something goes offline? What happens if Vodacom or MTN or one of those guys goes offline or if my Wi-Fi at home is offline, there's uh, kind of panic stations and how do I get back online? And we have this insatiable appetite for, for bandwidth and for data and for being connected. And I think the world of the future we go in, the further we become connected, the more important and priority this connectivity space comes and hence the pressure comes to service providers like Vio Connect and Link Africa and, and the like so that we make 
sure that this connectivity space stays connected and we, we, we stay on and we can see millions and billions of dollars being pushed into new uh, developments, uh, new ideas. Um, even if we look at old Elon's progress into launching stuff into satellite, it's all around making sure that we are permanently connected and we don't miss a beat. If we think of trading online, if we think of our businesses that have moved at home, we're now working from home, um, it's just as important. We need to make sure that that connectivity space is there. And, and for us, it's the priority is around keeping these networks up. And the challenges we have around there, uh, especially when it comes to power, keeping high sites up, keeping base stations on, uh, we have the myth around 5G and towers going on. So we, the challenges are there. But I think we work very hard alongside our partners, alongside our service providers to make sure that the lights are on, that the connectivity and bandwidth is in play on a continual basis. Okay, Gavin, why does networks go down or connectivity links? Well, you know, there's uh, different things for different providers. I think for for Kevin, you know, it's a little bit different in terms of the way uh, the networks are deployed. For us, we see many, many different types of things out there in the in the in the physical sort of world, where we have to have a physical piece of fiber actually connecting or being an extension of a. Uh, ISP's business that I have to be an extension of to get connect that customer, and um, you know, fortunately, the space that we in uh, for Link Africa there isn't much, but when there is, <coughs> it's generally physical breaks. It could be malicious or unmalicious, but because the network just expands so far across. <laughs> the country or the, or the roads it uh, it's just physical breaks um but why does it physically break what's the reason does somebody go with a shovel and <coughs> dig up your fiber or what happens so indirectly it's po- that does happen and directly there are some malicious uh, activity but indirectly people are building the landscape is always dynamic it's always changing and there are physical breaks that we can attest for and 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 the the tenacity that Kevin talks about of people consuming connectivity you know obviously then we have to have measures in place uh to sort of counteract those breaks uh, you know it's 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 almost difficult to say the actual physical reasons for some of these breaks but it's just you know fiber is there it's uh it's a strand of glass believe it or not and it sends light through that glass and it can be susceptible to physical breaks sometimes uh malicious or unmalicious but um and maybe I can add to that, Yaku, is that I think the end user needs to also understand that there's a hybrid of networks out there. You know, we have multiple fibers in the ground. We have spectrum available in the air. And I think the education around the end user really needs to be about we need the best of both worlds to survive. We need the best of both worlds to make sure that the end end goal of being always connected um, also remains some of the responsibility of the end user to make sure that if they're going to take out connectivity and it's an important thing with an SLA, well, maybe you need a backup. Maybe you need something in the air that can is not caught with excavations in the ground. I think both hybrid networks complement each other. And I think in the space where we're going, um, 5G networks that are coming that are going to be quicker, faster in our cars, it's going to be in our, you know, our watches real time connected. Everything is going to be connected. And in the connected space, we're going to be jumping around from network to network to network. And the closer we work together as partners and the better we understand it, the better the end user will get a better service. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. I think that that was almost the point I was, I was driving at, um, in the sense 
means that um, when I get the opportunity to speak to customers that um, technology is technology and we all understand that it will break at some stage and I don't believe um, and I'm, I think I'm yet to be proven wrong that there is one provider that can that can one million percent guarantee and say they'll always be up and running and and if in customers understand that and they have that in the in the decision making framework then then um, there'll be less um, anxiousness because you'll know you'll you'll yeah. make a, you'll make a backup plan so um, let's talk about some of the the general terms and and I think that's also important because um, I, uh, in in my neighborhood where I live I'm, I happen to be on a unfortunately on a telegram group and I see a, <laughs> the the massive frustration that goes around connectivity and all that type of stuff and the, and there's these these generic terms that's that's getting used it's like my Wi-Fi is not working or my wireless is not working and now we spoke about microwave and fiber and all that type of stuff so um, and and I think that's also uh, the people are of the expectation that I just want to walk in and my device must just connect and it must just work uh, maybe uh, you guys can just explain to us where does the different demarcation points live and, and who's typically responsible for what well the now that you say that, my my uh, my wife and my kids often get asked the question, so what does your dad or your husband do? And uh, the closest they can come to it is they can say, well, he supplies Wi-Fi. Uh, and in the, in the true sense of the word, we actually don't do Wi-Fi at all. Uh, so, yeah, as if we understand some of the terms, I think uh, my daughter says, when she explains it to her kids, she says, well, if you understand the road that you're driving on, uh, one person has to make the road, one person has to service the road, and one person has to get the cars to drive on the road, and those that are in the car are you, the end user, which is at, at the end of the day, your Wi-Fi. So, yeah, Wi-Fi is a, a, a term really used to connect internet access uh wirelessly to to a fixed connection inside your home but the wi-fi term is often used to say well it's the internet and it's it's in in the strictest terms not really so but yeah so we're what we call a last mile service provider um, that carries a, a connection to an end user customer we then hand that service over to an isp who then places the internet on top of our circuits um, who then sells it to the end user and then they connect an access point to that uh, to get them onto the internet which they term Wi-Fi so yeah there are there are a lot of pieces on the road um, Link Africa would be the, the main circuit provider that would take our towers for instance back to uh, big data centers and then those data centers would connect to uh, large carriers overseas onto fiber which would then carry everybody off to the internet so it is a complicated uh, technology it's just you know we, we get onto it quite haphazardly thinking that's just going to work but there are a lot of uh, cogs in the wheel that and and pieces that need to be connected to make it all work and and that to me is an important point for from uh, for the the business uh, customer as well as to understand do all of those uh, chess pieces on the boardies if i can call it that um to make sure that that we understand what all of the different components are instead of somebody that's just coming in and and positioning a, a price point and i go okay well that price works mm-hmm. for me so so therefore um yeah let me go let me go for this service and and, and uh, back to what you said earlier i think the the 
education component and I hope uh, when people listen to, to today they, they find a benefit from it is if I understand it better I can ask the right mm. questions from my service provider you mentioned that uh, the ISP ad service on top of a link Africa and a VO and then, and then maybe the access point in, in, in our worlds we sometimes yeah. might deliver the ISP and then there, there might be a different uh, the, yeah. the, the, the IT guy if I if I, uh, uh, we, Jim Carrey must probably make a follow up of, of the cable guy but this this uh, IT guy that's everywhere sometimes uh, you know is a, is a third spanner in the works if we can call it that so yeah it's it's very interesting um Kevin, what's the what's the why is fiber not available everywhere what's the what's the challenges around um, what are you talking about? I thought it is available. Uh, I don't know. I was uh, I was in, in December. I was in a place called uh, Nivodville, and nobody nobody heard of fiber. They, they thought it's something you, you get in your all brain flakes. That's because nobody heard of Nivodville. <laughs> so um, so fiber fiber is making its way out there to everybody. Um, you know, uh, how, do you decide, how do you decide where to go? So that's what I'm actually getting to. So the way we, we have to look at it is, um, you know, uh, we have to obviously uh, look at where the demand is immediately and then shift that and, and then uh, look at that demand and then deploy fiber to those areas. Obviously, then we would pick up um, customers on a on certain different levels, uh, fiber to the business, preferably first, and then fiber to the home. And it works on density of population. So to not get too technical or too stuck in it, we look at where the people are, and I'm sure the population in, in, in Netville, or in Netville, you Never mentioned it. No, I'm sure it's like, <laughs> I don't know how many people live there. I'm pretty sure there's more, more about, livestock. There's about 10 people there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pre- pretty sure there's more livestock than people. So you see, the other thing is, it depends where the population is, and generally we like to deploy fiber there, because then the density works in our advantage. We have a lot more people connected. Uh, the sharing of information is there. The internet is more accessible to a lot more people. Uh, they're driving, uh, the application level of the Netflix, of the, my, D- of my DSTV now applications, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, that's where fiber will roll out first. And then it works almost like if you look at your, the way the body is, um, you have your main veins that run through the center and then you have, uh, uh, veins that go to your arms and to your legs later on. So obviously from your heart going out to other parts of the body. And that's typically how the fiber rollout is. And soon it will be everywhere. Throughout. Why, why is it so slow? Why does it take so long to get fiber? Uh, you know what they say, good things take time. So it's one of those, <laughs> it's exactly one of those things there. But, uh, you know, because, and uh, not, uh, you know, just the way we, Way fiber is compared to uh, Kevin's world. It's it's a physical infrastructure. It takes time to roll out. We have dependencies on uh, you know building it, uh, getting uh, approvals, and rolling it out. So that obviously does take a bit of time. It's really capex intensive uh, type of game that you're in. So, so when you talk about the approvals, that's in every uh, metro or, or area that you are. You have to go to the municipality, 100%. and they all work differently, that's and that exactly contributes. It. To the time. That's exactly it. So, um, you know, a typical deployment, if we have to build out fiber, we're looking at about 90 working days to actually get there because 30 of those days are actually to, actually allocated just to get the approval from the city. Okay. And that's one of the biggest challenges that we have. 
Interesting. Okay, so um, my last question: what 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 does the future of connectivity look like? Um, you, you spoke a little bit a bit about five uh, G mm. and uh, Elon Musk. I, I saw this week that Microsoft they, um, or Google the the Loom they project, yeah. those Loom balloons um, yeah, grounded uh, the project. Yeah, it's it been it. Uh, it, it went flat. Yes. It's too expensive. So, what does the future look like, uh, Kevin? I think the future is very exciting. Um, I think you know we are. We are one uh, step away from new technology every day that can revolutionize the way we do technology, which is the exciting spot, uh, the exciting space. Um, Elon's putting satellites into low orbit uh, orbits around the Earth to supply something called Starlink, which I think is also very exciting into the future for rural areas around the world that cannot get access to connectivity. I think it's going to bridge. Uh, the divide between the the metros that have access to it and those rural areas and, and smaller metros that just can't get it from a, a cost point of view, it's, it's going to fill a gap. I think 5G is going to fill a gap uh, to to spaces and places where we've got mobile devices, mobile uh, applications happening more and more and more and more. It's pushing uh, more data, more throughput. We see um, devices getting upgraded with memory and and so on. So the connectivity space has to stay relevant and it has to stay connected everywhere we go and that's the exciting space about Vio Connect too in terms of what we do because uh, we can get to those rural places, we can get to those towns that uh, that are, are finding it tough uh, you know, especially in places like the Nivotville. But I mean, you know, we've, we, we, we've deployed now into Uppington. We've gone into Ceres. We've gone, wow. you know, into Worcester, into places where it's, where people find it tough, but there's still this business there. They need to deliver, uh, to their customers. And that's what we're about. Well, I think it's interesting because, uh, this supposed new normal, which is a term I hate, uh, everybody's, uh, I, I hear of a lot of people that leave Joburg and go live and run a call center uh-huh. from George or maybe Worcester or something like that so i think that um rural up, uh, revival almost will 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 come and, and business will need that connectivity and i think that's the key partnerships between the link africas the ccoms the telcoms the you know i think all the service providers need to work closer together to be able to deliver better products together Gavin, what does the future look old for fiber <laughs> the future is bright. Is, is Elon gonna? Is Elon gonna kill fiber? Absolutely not. I think that uh, fiber is here to stay. I think it's the backbone. Uh, like uh, Kevin mentioned, you know, uh, he, you know, fiber is connecting some of the high sites back to the major peering points that he mentioned. I think uh, the two biggest uh, growing points would be in the future of fiber connectivity, and uh, one would be obviously the hybrid model that he talks about, uh, connecting people. Uh, seamlessly, I think seamlessly is going to be the the future, and fiber is yet to la- stay, man. I mean, we we right now, um, you know, fiber connects people at the speed of light, and right now, its only limitation is the equipment that's on either end, and as that equipment gets better. You can only get better connectivity. I think people always will opt for a fiber connectivity even in their home just because of the access to information. And I'm just, and I'm not talking about like, you know, like information that's going to bog you down, but access to information that's going to open up the world to you, whether it's Netflix, YouTubing, but just having automated homes, uh, connecting as you want, wherever you want. And even 5G, the, the road to 5G is actually paved with fiber. Okay. Because that's how you can actually achieve that. Thank you very much. So, as we always say, um, 
from a from a business perspective, our view on connectivity, as it was pointed out by both of our guests, it's a it's a road, and 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 for for business to be productive and and work, we need a road not to have potholes and to be as wide as possible, yeah. so we can transport as much That's as it. possible. So you yeah. know, in, in the world of catalytic um, connectivity, is a is a productivity driver. It's, it's not a cost. Um, Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic. Um, this is a series a- aimed, uh, aiming to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions in your business. Remember, you can listen to all the episodes on the Cliff Central app or the website. And for added convenience, you can subscribe to a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you want to listen. If you're looking for help with uh, communication tools for your business, please come and visit us at catalytic.co.za and we look forward to hearing from you. Until next time.